This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Episode 107, Paying Off Debt in Your 40s with Bobby Olson. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And we are coming at you on the web, in your ears, in front of your eyes, and wherever you'll let us. Yes, wherever you will let us. (laughs) And we've got a very, very requested episode for you today. Because some of y'all are sick of hearing us interview 20-year-olds about how they paid off their debt. What? Why wouldn't you want to hear wisdom from 20-year-olds? Why not? I don't understand. (laughs) Everyone was requesting maybe we get some people who are a little further along in age than, you know, 25. So Bobby Olson, our friend from the Sensible Chat podcast, is here. And she started when she was 40. Mm, which is not old, which is not old, but it's not 25. Correct. One of these is a bigger number than the other. And that is, we're giving you variety. (laughs) That's what we got for you. Let's do it. We're not going to delay. Oh, but first our sponsors. (laughs) This episode is also brought to you by the number 31. It's not just a multi-level marketing company or the name of a carnival themed horror movie. It's the age I'm turning tomorrow and the age Jill will be turning in a few months. Hey, don't give that kind of information <laughs> away. Sorry. <laughs> in 31 years, we've experienced mm. Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake wearing matching denim outfits. Highlight of my <laughs> life. The door in the Titanic movie that was definitely big enough for two people. Uh, outrage of my life. And a global pandemic which is just another Tuesday. 31, too old for TikTok, not old enough to watch the Hallmark movie channel. (laughs) I don't don't even know what to say. There's so many things I want to say and like nothing all at the same time. How did you pick those things? They're so obscure, but they're so amazing. Because Um, what else would you pick? Too old for TikTok, not old enough for Hallmark movie channel. Mm-hmm. Gosh, what is there for us even? Right? If you, what do we have? If you're in your mid-30s, like tell me what there even is to look forward to because I feel like my best days are behind me. No, they're definitely not. If you're I'm, equating best days to TikTok, you're on the wrong track. <laughs> I don't know. Like TikTok looks, I mean, all the kids love it. Gosh, I know people in their 30s who love it. And well, we've got the Hallmark movie channel to look forward to. (laughs) That's where we're headed. (laughs) I'm actually looking forward to this interview. And it makes me believe that my best days are ahead of me because Bobby Olson is such a powerhouse. She's such a a fun girl. I mean, girl, she's a woman. My gosh, I'm still a girl. And uh, I'm super excited to share this episode with you guys. Even if you're not in your 40s, you're going to be super inspired by the step path journey because it's so real. 
and you're going to take home some real good tips. Let's do it. Let's do it. Bobby, welcome to the Frugal Friends podcast. Uh, Thanks so much for stopping by. Oh, thanks for having me, you guys. I'm excited. Yeah, we're looking forward to having this conversation with you and hearing another story. I know this is a listener favorite to hear about debt payoff stories and get motivated and inspired and hear about how you paid off your debt in the life stage that you're in. So we're excited to get into it. Awesome. Yeah. So let's dive right in, Bobby. We want to talk about your debt payoff story and hear a little bit about what motivated you to start on that journey. Well, I was in a job that I was miserable in. I dreaded going every day, did not want to be there at all. And I was working so hard to try to change jobs, but I couldn't find anything that was comparable to what I was being paid. And we're in a one income family. So I got to make that income. And since we were so far in debt, I couldn't afford to take a pay cut. Like I was sitting there going, I would take a pay cut in a heartbeat. But because of all the debt, I couldn't do it. So, you know, I had come from a place where kind of all my life I had felt like this is just the way it is. You're always going to be poor. You can't do anything to change it. So just accept it. But at this point, I was like, I'm done. I can't take it anymore because I want out of this job so bad I'll do anything. So I, (laughs) that's what motivated me to want to find a change. But I didn't really know that it was possible and um, I found a personal finance book and I started reading it actually just so that I could say I tried, but I'm a cynic and I didn't think it was going to work. And I got lucky. It worked and woohoo, it changed my life. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. I'm doing this just so I can check off this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you wanted to leave your job, but the debt was the barrier to leaving the Absolutely. job. Yep. Oh man, feeling stuck is yeah. the worst. Yeah. It felt like financial prison, you know, it mm-hmm. was just miserable and I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Working that job just because of the debt that you have. So it's our understanding that you started your debt payoff journey a little bit later in life. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I was 40 when I started and uh, we had had, my husband and I had had a business that failed. And so, you know, I felt like I'm 40 years old. I've had this failed business. I'm in this job, but my career is not going anywhere. I hate where I'm at. I'm in debt. I don't have much put away for retirement. Where am I going? <laughs> like I'm 40 years old and I have nothing. I've been working since I was 14 and I have nothing but debt to show for it. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not yeah. alone in that yeah. feeling. Uh, there's plenty of people who, yeah, it's it's a paycheck to paycheck kind of thing, or mm-hmm. it's a using credit cards to kind of pay for the things that we want. Mm-hmm. Was that discouraging at all for you to be 40 and feel as though, as you say, I've got nothing to show for this? Like how how did that play into motivation for you? Well, it was discouraging to look at my life and see where I was and that I wasn't anywhere near where I wanted to be, but it was also motivating because I thought, okay. I'm 40 and I'm not anywhere near where I want to be. So if I want to do something, I better start now. I need to light a fire and do something because I don't want to waste the rest of my life. So it was actually a huge motivator for me to get started and keep going. Yeah. You can look back and think, oh man, this is only how far I've come since 14. But you could also look forward and say, and this is not where I want to be when I'm 75. Absolutely. So yeah, the, that, that same thing can can work both sides of being discouraging, but also super motivating to say, well, and I still have decades. Yeah. So what do Absolutely. I want to do with that? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting because I actually, now that you mentioned it, I hadn't really thought about this before, but I had been watching my mom and she, you know, worked her whole life, but doesn't have anything to show for it. And she's got a really rough retirement because she didn't save and she didn't do those things. And so that was part of it. Also, I'm looking at her and thinking, I don't want to be there. Like she has no options now and I still have time, but it's running out. So if I don't do something now, I'm going to end up without those options. And I don't want to, I'm afraid for her and I don't want to be afraid for myself on top of it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. What was the, how much debt did you pay off and what was it made up of? 
It was about $60,000, and um, it was made up of mostly credit card debt that had come from the business. Um, I was never a person to like go out and buy clothes or fancy vacations I couldn't afford, but when it came to the business, I could justify any expense under the sun, you know? And we made the, the typical mistake that you make in business. You buy too many too much equipment and all those kind of things. So we had a lot of debt from the business. And then we also had medical debt um, because my husband has uh, some disabilities. And so we had uh, gone through some major surgeries as well. So between those two, that's, that's what it was made up of. Yeah. yeah. The business debt. I think you're highlighting something so important. I think it's, it is a big pitfall and especially you've got this whole financial uh, advice strain of it's a write-off. It's a write-off. It's exactly. actually better in your favor to do <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh my God, uh, that doesn't make it free. <laughs> right. Write-off right. does not mean free, but yeah. we still, it's, it's a bit more acceptable debt, but as yeah. you're describing the weight of it on you and the financial prison that that can put us in is the same, whether it's credit card or medical or college or business loans, you name it, the, the weight of it and, and the impact on us is the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bobby, when you were paying off this debt, did you experience any like difficulties that were kind of unique to where you were in life? Well, the difficulties that I experienced just just being older, basically, the first one is, is that when I was in my 20s, I worked four jobs at once and it was no big deal. I actually, you know, I had like an unspoken bet going with one of my coworkers for who could hold down the most jobs. And I... (laughs) I'm not sure who won, but I had four at once. So how do you win uh, that? Yeah, yeah exactly. nobody, wins. No, nobody wins in that <laughs> because some days I didn't even know what freeway I was going on or where I was, you know, it got to be too much, <laughs> but, but you know, when you're in your twenties, you have the energy to do that. And unfortunately I did that, but I didn't save any of the money. So now fast forward to when I'm in my forties, I just don't have the energy to work four jobs anymore. And you know, if I had had that energy, then I could use that extra money to pay off debt. Um, and so that was part of it that I wasn't as willing to take on more jobs that could create more income to do it faster. And also, you know, when you're older, you have more responsibilities when you're in your twenties, maybe you're not married, you know, you don't have the, uh, thankfully I don't have kids. I mean, not thankfully, but I don't have kids. So I don't have, you know, those obligations, but you still have obligations when you're married, you have to take someone else into consideration with how you're spending your money. So from that standpoint, you know, it was, it was a bit unique because there, you don't have as much control solely over, you know, how you're going to do it. You have to work with somebody else. Yeah. And you were still single income like during this, right? Yeah. 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 That's its own difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really hard, especially living in Southern California, you know, Oh (laughs) yeah. things are, yeah, that makes things really, really tight. But so we had to be really committed, but that's the flip side is that being with somebody else, you, you know, had somebody to keep you strong in those moments of weakness. Yeah. I think you're, you're highlighting a really specific thing that I think older generations will experience in a debt payoff journey as far as just energy levels go and capacity and and even desire. You know, there's probably other things you want to do with your time than get 20 side hustles. And so with that said, what are some of the things that you did to pay down your debt? How did you approach it at that point? Well, I... um the first thing I did, because like I said, I, I read Ellie Kay's book, uh, The 60-Minute Money Workout. And she was talking about the debt snowball method, which was something I had never heard of. And I just latched onto that and ran from there. And the idea of that excited me so much that I just started reading about all these different things, all these different ways. So between the debt snowball and creating a budget and sticking to it, those were really the main things. Um, that got me out of debt. But that plan, you know, was made up of what do I spend on each thing, just being really intentional about how we were going to spend our money and um, cutting out as many frivolities as we could without completely cutting our throats. Because we found out real quick that that didn't completely work. You know, (laughs) it's like a crash diet, you fall off the wagon and just go wait. 
too far to the other side. Similar to maintaining four jobs at once. It only lasts for so long. Exactly. Yeah. You can't maintain that forever. So yeah. So that was basically the two biggest things that I did was, was budgeting and using the debt snowball method. Isn't that amazing? Budgeting just seems like the most basic thing ever. (laughs) I have been saying, I think since like for, for the past 10 episodes straight, just like if you haven't budgeted yet, you need to budget. You need to budget every episode. (laughs) You need to budget. And it's so amazing to realize that is so much of it. We think, no, I'm doing fine. I I don't spend a lot or that that's not the answer. That's not what it is. But yet you're saying that that's what it was. That was the big pivot point is just what am I spending on? Yeah, because before I did that, I had no clue. I thought I knew, you know, most of us think we know, but it's such a different picture when you actually sit down to look at it. I've never heard from anybody. Yeah, this is what I thought. You know, it's always a surprise. And a lot of times it's a good surprise. So people spend all this time not wanting to do it because they're stressed about it or whatever. But for me, it was so exciting to see, oh my gosh, this really is possible. Like right when I had that moment, of hope, then it was like, I was off to the races. That's really all I ever needed. You know, I just didn't know it. Yeah. That's an an amazing point. Sometimes we think we're going to look at our budget and we're going to be so depressed. But a lot of times there's, there's money that we might be able to find. I know that's not everybody's circumstances, but it could go either direction where, Mm -hmm. oh, actually I'm spending more in this area and I can absolutely cut, or there is more than I thought that there was, but it ends up just getting spent if I'm not paying attention to it. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't on. This isn't a question on our outline, but I really uh, want to know: Is there a moment like from your debt-free journey that really sticks out to you as being like either like super positive or just like super sad? I I have the I have a few of those on my debt-free journey. So I was just wondering if you like have a really memorable moment from yours. Well, the really re- memorable moment was um, when we paid off the car and when we paid off our last credit card, because then it was like, oh, we're debt free. woohoo! And, and I remember because I was going to do it from work. I was just going to, you know, log on to my thing and pay it off. But I thought, no, I'm going to call Scott and see if he wants me to wait to be with because it was such a huge moment for me. It was like, I don't want to take that away from him, you know, and he was Mm -hmm. like, just pay it. I don't care. But for me, I would have been so angry if he'd done it without (laughs) me because I wanted that moment. It was so special to me. And then there was a time that made me cry. It wasn't sad. I was happy, but I just started crying because we had a $5,000 in the middle of this, you know, trying to pay off all this debt. Then we had this $5,000 medical bill and it was like, come on already, you know, (laughs) do I have to deal with anything else? And we had uh, gone for financial aid and we were waiting and waiting and the communications kept getting crossed and we were afraid we were going to end up in collections because they told us not to pay it until everything was clear, but it was such a mess. And finally we got word that the financial aid had come through and it was all covered and it was over. And I just fell to my knees and started crying. And I was just so thankful. (laughs) That was a really amazing moment in our journey Mm because I knew that that was at least part that was settled now and I didn't have to worry about it. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com frugal. That's mintmobile.com frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com frugal. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet, and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me. 
Delete Me is a service that finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and makes sure it stays off. Delete Me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet. I signed up, completed a questionnaire, and they took it from there, submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites and keeping my personal info private. To take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now, at a special discount for our listeners, today get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com frugal and use promo code FRUGAL at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL and enter code FRUGAL at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL, code FRUGAL. Yeah. Do you think you would have fought as hard for that financial aid if you hadn't been so aware of your finances and so committed to getting out of debt? No, not at all. I wouldn't have even known that that was possible. I mean, that was the whole thing. Like, I was never taught any of these resources existed. You know, it was just like, there's nothing you can do about it. Just deal with it. That that was what was non-verbally put in my head, you know, through as a kid. And that's what I believed through my adult life. And so that was the freedom was beyond budgeting and beyond being able to control my own finances. There were just, there were so many options, no matter what came up. It was like, now I'm confident that I can take on any financial glitch that comes my way. I may not Mm -hmm. have the money in front of me, but I have the tools and resources and the way to think strategically about it. Yes. Wow. Ooh, I like that. What even this journey has built inside of you, even as even, even if you can live with your debt, even as an exercise in understanding finances more and, and creating habits that will last you for life. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's just so freeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are you doing now, Bobby, that maybe would not have been possible while you were living in debt? Well, the first thing is living intentionally instead of reactively, because it used to always be like, put out the fire, put out the fire, put out the fire. And you're always thinking, okay, where's the next fire? But you're not going, all right, brace yourself for the next fire. Here's what we're going to do. It's more like, where's the next fire? Oh my God. You know? And so now I'm like, bring it on because I can plan for it. The money that I used to spend towards debt goes to, you know, just being able to save for the future, but also being able to save for a car repair. You know, I mean, even a $500 car repair used to just put me into complete turmoil. And now it's like, yeah, I don't like to spend the money on my car like that, but at least I have it. It's not stressful anymore. So those kind of things I never could have done while being in debt. And the, the other thing is just having the options, you know, there's the option to have more fun or think about more fun things than just how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to pay the bills? You know, so yeah, just that living intentionally instead of reactively has been the biggest one for me. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Another question that's not on our list, but I'm curious about, were you and your husband both on the same page when, when you kind of read your book? Like to me, that's standing out as the pivotal moment of, yeah. I'm going to read this book. I don't expect anything, but I'm going to check it off and say I tried. <laughs> but then it switched mindset. Where was he at in that process? He was, it was funny because yeah, like you said, I was the one who read the book. I was the one who was really stressed out about it. I mean, he felt sorry for me, but you know, it wasn't the same feeling for him. And so, yeah, when I read the book, I kind of, I just ran down the hall and I was like so excited with this book. I ran down the hall. I spent like half the day on the computer crunching numbers, just trying to prove her wrong. Like, I, I was <laughs> intense that this was, but I, because I was excited, but I'm like cynic, you know, so right. I don't want to believe in it, but yeah. And then I couldn't prove her wrong. And I was like, oh, this is so exciting. And so I brought it to him and he, his whole thing throughout the way has just kind of been you're a weirdo. I don't know why this excites you so much, but I'm totally behind you. So <laughs> do whatever I'll you want. You do what you want. You, yeah, you're excited, okay. clearly. Yeah. Your books <laughs> and your computer crunching. Exactly. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's so, you know, he, he's been like, this is great and you've done such a great job and everything. So he was totally on board, like supportive of it. And, you know, I trust you with the money. So you just tell me what we need to do. 
and that's fine. But yeah, it's it's just it always cracks him up how how much I mean, I'm the last person that would have been obsessive or loving personal finance and budgeting like ten years ago. But <laughs> now it's like uh, I just love it and he just laughs at me. So <laughs> Isn't that crazy that Sometimes people will feel guilty for not starting earlier, but then alternatively, like sometimes it takes you to getting to this right season at the right time to actually fall in love with this sort of thing, not just get through it. So it's so like important of the places we are in our life that we're starting right when we're supposed to, whatever we're doing. And I th- I hope that that like lifts maybe some guilt from somebody that might be hearing this. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And just like encourages a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the guilt is, you know, the hardest part about that. And I encourage everybody to just, you know, try to set that aside. I know it's hard, but, you know, I mean, you, you can either feel guilty about from whence you've come and focus on that and do nothing or let it go and just start here. I mean, the time's going to pass anyway. So, you know, make better use of it and you're going to love yourself more for it later mm-hmm. on. I mean, I actually was started in financial radio. Radio is my background and I've been, um, I started in radio in like 25 years ago. And my first job was at a financial radio station. And so through all the years, I've gone back into that. And most of my time has been spent there. And yet I hated all of this stuff until like (laughs) 10 years ago or eight years ago or whatever it's been. I don't even know. And so, I mean, I was listening to it. It's not like it wasn't there, but I just tuned it out because I thought it was only for the rich, you know? Yep. And so, you know, even if you've heard this stuff, but never globbed onto it, like you said, there just comes a moment where it's the right time. And maybe all that stuff in the past was just meant to be there so that I could have it in my arsenal when I was ready to actually use it. Right. Exactly. When you, when you were able to implement the tools and it actually meant something and you were ready to not be cynical or critical about it. Not that 40s old, my goodness, I I cannot be old. Like I I have to say that, like I, that those words cannot come out of my mouth because I'm in a, I'm in a pickle pretty soon. (laughs) 40s old. Right. I'm officially closer to 40 years old than I am to 20 years old. Yes. So so that's the perfect age to start a debt payoff. I feel that it's great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it is true that there are different life stages that we're all in. And and I think our point is at any life stage, younger than 40, older than 40, it's never too late to Mm -hmm. start. Certainly the later in life that we do start, there's the possibility that we've built up and accumulated quite a few bad habits, maybe some good habits too. So, you know, the journey is absolutely going to look different, but age should not be an excuse to doing what we need to do to get our budgets in order, our lives on track, (laughs) to be able to get at the life that we want for ourselves. For Mm -hmm. you, Bobby, it was getting out of a job that you hated and this is what it took. So fantastic. Well done. Also, we didn't even mention how many years did it take you? Uh, it took me about five years total. Nice. Um, we started out, you know, doing certain things, learning along the way, other things yeah. coming into play. Mm-hmm. And excuse me, when we when we finally got really gazelle intense, it was probably two and a half years and really paid off a, a big bulk of it in that. But the whole process took about five years. Thank wow. you. Bobby, my goodness, that is real life. Like that's an absolute real story. $60,000, five years on a single income in your 40s. Southern California. Living in Southern California. Thank you. And again, everybody's story is different, right? There are people who are like six figures in 18 months. That's awesome. Good for you. I'm so excited for them. But like, let's also talk real real life stories too, because there are a lot of people starting in their 40s, 50s, 60s. There's a lot of people on single income. There's a lot of people on less than six-figure debt and it still takes years. So yes, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story with us. I hope people that are like in their 50s and late 50s are listening to this and and hearing five years, which sounds like forever, but if you like, you understand if you could be debt free in five years, you will be debt free before you hit retirement age. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about that. 
You don't have to worry about how you're going to pay debt bills after you retire. And you can retire earlier. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy. And it's just five years of your life. And maybe even quicker, if you get on it fast enough, we thought we were, it was going to take us five years to pay off our debt. And, you know, but we were in our late twenties. So I did get four jobs and shingles. Let's remember, I also gave myself shingles. Oh, wow. <laughs> the stress. So <laughs> yeah. I don't recommend that anymore. And right. uh, I think budgeting and cutting expenses is a far more sustainable route. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it, so it is doable, even if you can't get extra jobs, even if you can't work for jobs, it's doable. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's always a way you just you have to want it. And mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it was always, yeah, five years seemed like a long time. But at the same time, you know, you're bettering your life every single day. And for me, a lot of times just getting through the day meant looking at my plan and having that light at the end of the tunnel, because I knew the date that I was going to be debt free. And so that was huge to just be able to look at that when I didn't want to go to this stupid job again. And I didn't want to, I wanted to go out and do this, or I wanted to go out and do that. But what's really more important, like how much, you know, am I willing to put out of my pocket in order to have to stay at this job even longer? So mm-hmm. it was, that was really super motivating. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Speaking of motivating things. Mm-hmm. And something that motivates me. Exciting. Yeah. It's the bill of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, buffalo bills. Clinton, this is the Bill of the Week. Bobby, every week we invite our listeners or our guests on to share their favorite bill with us. And I would just like to know, do you have a bill for us today? I do. My favorite bill is actually one I don't have to pay. Woohoo! At least not for another year. Yay! (laughs) It's my auto insurance bill. And it used to be so tough for me. I was paying it monthly, you know, because I couldn't afford to pay it all at once. And it's a lot of money up front. And now I'm able to put that money when the bill comes. I just pay off the whole thing. So I don't get the bill for an entire year. And it's so freeing because that used to be such a hard bill for me to pay. (laughs) And do you get a discount for paying it all up front? Yeah, Yeah, 3% discount. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's a win-win. Yep, it's 3%, but I'll take it. You hand me $10, I'm going to take it. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I'm going to take it from you. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do with $10? Yeah. Probably buy a burrito. Buy a sandwich. (laughs) I'd rather have a burrito. (laughs) Or a hamburger. Yeah. I'll buy either one of those. I don't care. That's all you can do with 10 bucks these days. (laughs) It's not even going to be a really great hamburger. It's just going to be like a a combo meal from Wendy's. Right. I mean, you probably could buy a shirt, but I'll choose the food. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much, Bobby. If you have a bill that you want to send to us, then uh, hit up frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. We are always looking to discover new bills, whether they are tangible, intangible, uh, living or on paper. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) I like that. How do I get my partner on board with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners and we've realized it's a game changer when there are tools that allow you to work together better, like Monarch. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances. Plus, they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. After trying out Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. 
That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash special for $1,000 off Vanta. And now it's time for the lightning round. One day we are going to get lightning backgrounds because we're recording in Zoom right now, which is how we are doing this now that Jillian has left me. Which is how all the world is communicating right now. No kidding. (laughs) Yes. But we, I'm going to find lightning for our lightning round segment so that we can have that. You're giving it away. I want people to know what they can expect if they see us on YouTube. Like I'm enticing them. I'm giving it away. Obviously big things. Yeah. Big things. If you haven't seen the, the bill of the week song, the YouTube (laughs) version, you haven't lived. Yeah. Go on YouTube. I had the subscribe lived. button while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I had not lived. We digress. Yes. Uh, in this lightning round, we are going to talk about our favorite budgeting apps and or budgeting methods. Mm-hmm. Bow, bow, bow. Because budgeting is so important, especially when you can't get a million side hustles. Okay. You have to be super major on top of your budget, major on top of it. And if you haven't heard us talk about it enough already, here's some more motivation for you. Here's some apps, here's some methods, here's some ideas, and then go budget. All right, Bobby, you're our guest of honor. You can go first. I love YNAB. Hands down, YNAB is my favorite budgeting app of all time. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's what gave me the passion for budgeting. It's what taught me a whole different mindset. I love everything about wine now, but I totally recommend it. Yeah. What do you like about it? uh, It's you need a budget for people who don't know. It's that's the acronym that like YNAB uh, fangirls call it. (laughs) Right. You need a budget for sure. And the thing that I love about it is, first of all, it's zero based. So I really I mean, that's what I teach is a zero based budgeting system. But I love it because it came along at a time in my life where I had been using Dave Ramsey's cash envelope method, which worked well, except for the fact that I kept forgetting to take my envelopes with me, you know, to the store or whatever. And so then what do you do? So I wanted a digital cash envelope system. So I started going online and I found YNAB and it was perfect for that. So it just gives you such an easy way to categorize all the money that's in your account today. And it's a whole different method of budgeting or mindset about budgeting because it's not, you know, the money that's coming up, that's your spending plan. That's how you plan to spend it. But what's actually in your bank account today is what you're budgeting in YNAB. <laughs> that's the reality. <laughs> exactly. And that's what's so powerful about it. Yeah. yeah. So do you go on that on that app daily, weekly? <laughs> what I used to. Like yeah, I used to go like it feels like it was hourly at one point. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm on there probably a couple of times a week. And yeah, I, I love playing with it and everything. But I'm on there at least once a week. And actually, yeah, I would say it's daily because we use it. I use the app when I'm out. Like if I go to the grocery store, once I get in the car, I just, you know, enter my transaction right there. So I never have a pile of receipts that I have to spend an hour entering into, you know, into YNAB. That's Mm -hmm. smart to do track your transactions as soon as you make them. Just take the five seconds that it takes to do that. Exactly. Because that's one of the biggest things. People don't want to sit there and enter all their stuff. And it takes an hour to, you know, um, reconcile your bank account, basically. But yeah, if you do it every time you go shopping and it takes, like you said, less than a minute and then you're done and it's always up to date. And then you always know exactly how much money you have every time you go to spend. Yeah. Nice. We've talked about that before, like the obsession that can start to set in when (laughs) when you're on this journey. And it's like, (laughs) I gotta, I gotta check it. I gotta look at it. Uh (laughs) 
like restrain myself from how many times I want to look at the accounts. And <laughs> yeah. The I'm and not I'm even not. like a financial nerd. <laughs> it turns you into one though. So beware. I know. And that's yeah. why I started actually being a, um, um, a budget coach is because I actually went on Facebook and said, I am obsessed with YNAB and I can't stop using it, but there's nothing else for me to do in it. Please let me play with your numbers. <laughs> That's amazing. That's how it started. I get that feeling. I'm like, there's nothing else to do, but like, I want to keep doing, I want to keep like inputting stuff. I know, and I know people, I know people that love budgets so much. They do that. I personally have a love hate relationship with budgets. It's like closer on the side of hate. And so people will ask me, Hey, can you like do some budget coaching with me? And I'm like, I don't do that. I barely do it for myself. I can barely coach myself. That's funny. My budget. Oh, Oh, well, I love how much you love YNAB. You need a budget. A lot of people do. So yeah, Yeah. it has a cult following when, when we say it has a cult following, like that is not a joke. It's not a joke. And you know, it's bittersweet for me because I have applied to work with them four times and I keep getting denied. (laughs) And I know part of it is because there's so many people that want to work for YNAB. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. Well, here you're spreading their message. Well, good job. <laughs> yes. Jill, what about you? <laughs> um, I'm not nearly as high tech. Guys. Um, it's Google spreadsheets all the way for me. Like I was going to look up like, what's a good budgeting app? And I'll just like tell the podcast about it, but I'm being authentic with you all. I use Google spreadsheets. It's where I'm at. I'm old school. I love mm-hmm. it. I like, like I said, I, I enjoy the process of like inputting my budget and being so connected with the numbers. And I, I do my budget on, on my pay weeks. So every two weeks is when I take a look, I budget my bills to my pay periods. I input it into the spreadsheet, do some different calculations with it. Um, and I will say, I I crunch the numbers. (laughs) I don't actually crunch, crunch. (laughs) I make a sound when I do it. I, I started that way because both my husband and I are independent contractors. So we don't, and, and even still we are, thankfully we get paid every two weeks, which that's new for us. Usually it was just like whenever somebody felt like paying us for building them a house. Anyhow, that's another story. Right now we do, we get paid every two weeks, but it's not the same every two weeks. So for me, I've had to be extra involved with my budget, with our finances to kind of know exactly where we're at. So that's been the best method for me with just how we get paid, the amount of money that we make every two weeks, every month, just to be super on top of it. So I am, I do use a computer, but it's a spreadsheet, not Mm. an app. Yes. Real life. Yeah. I mean, I do my accounting in a Google sheet. I have an accounting software and I still choose to do it on a spreadsheet because it's easier <laughs> to see everything. Yeah. 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 It's my system. I know. You know right? Cause I do it best and everybody needs to yeah. do my system. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really important though. Whatever works best for you, you know, yeah. that's what mm-hmm. you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Jen? I like the every dollar app. So I do enjoy zero-based budgets. I think that they are great. So the Every Dollar app I've found is the easiest free app to bake a zero-based budget. And I am all for manual tracking of transactions. I wish that I could do automatic tracking because I hate tracking it manually, but it's the manual transaction that keeps me accountable for my spending. And so that, I mean, it's in this one of the lists one of the items on the list of why I like love slash hate budgeting. I, I don't enjoy it, but I do it. And I'm not, I actually, I'm horrible at sticking to a budget. And so it's, I use every dollar uh, and I don't always stay current on it, but we've built this like lifestyle of frugality so that we don't spend a lot of money. We don't do a lot of things and what we do is free. And so we don't generally break our budget, but unless it's going out to eat, sometimes we will on that. 
Mm. But when I like I make my budget, I'll make it in every dollar. And then I'll spend those few hours reconciling it like you're not supposed to do. And uh, yeah, but I don't have any major financial goals I'm trying to reach right now. So that doesn't motivate me to budget as strictly. So that's kind of, and we have more money than we need coming in right now. So that's kind of like where I'm at. So, but every dollar, I love every dollar. (laughs) It's such a great user interface. So lovely. That's amazing. It's a joy to use. Nice. Bobby, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us and sharing with us your real debt payoff story. I know it's going to inspire so many people and normalize and validate where so many people are at. So thank you for for doing that. Uh, If people want more from you, where can they find you? They can go to sensiblechat.com and everybody spells it wrong because for some reason, my husband came up with the name and he always comes up with creative names that are like hard to find because they're just spelled weird. I don't know what it is about him. When you see it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. LOL. Ah. LOL. So it's, yeah, it's sense like dollars and cents, sense able. So think of it that way, sense able. So it's sensiblechat.com. That's a great name. I do oh, like Honestly, it, yeah. good Kudos to your husband. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I kind of like it. I think I'll keep him around for a while. Yeah. Oh, so good. Why did it take us so long? I don't know. Mm. That's a good... We did it when we were ready. Yeah, we did it when we were ready. That's so (laughs) true. Yeah. (laughs) You should never feel guilt over what you haven't done before. Yeah. But... Only for the things now don't do. And what you can control now. Yeah. Was that confusing? That is better. No, that's what you said was better. Yeah. So thanks for listening. So glad to have these debt payoff stories. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll bring more at you. But in the meantime, we also want to thank you for listening. We want to thank you for your kind reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Those of you who are kind, thank you. (laughs) This one, we want to give an example of, of kindness because sometimes we get confused. It can be so confusing. Like what's kind what's and what's kind? mean. Here you go. I, 2020 <laughs> has shown us that in spades. <laughs> yes. So this one comes from Sydney Jan 3. It's titled Adulting. It happens to be five stars. That's one way to be kind. It says, this podcast helped me tackle my transition into getting my first place with my fiance and on track for buying our first home at 22. Oh my goodness. I appreciate their humor and how they give advice that is so doable. They make me feel like I have a super cool older sister's And every time my fiance calls from deployment, I tell him about all the cool tricks I learned so we can save more money. He can't wait to listen when he gets home. Oh, yay. My heart is literally warm right now, even though it's 40 (sighs) degrees outside. Thanks, (laughs) Sydney. I love it. I, I particularly love it when people describe us as their older sisters. It's one of my favorites. It is. Yeah, it's your favorite. But it also reminds me that I'm getting older. <laughs> Hallmark Channel. You're not even 31 yet. <laughs> Neither are you. I mean, <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It'll be good. I'll have my private birthday party. I'm having a private birthday party, you guys. It's just at home, like nobody's invited. Even if you wanted to come, you couldn't. It's private. It makes it sound like really hot, like high end and bougie, but really. It is. It's just what? You have a baby, so. I mean, also I anticipate we'll still be in like semi-quarantine. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's not it. Even if we weren't in (laughs) semi-quarantine. It's still just private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just private. We also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media because where else are you going to share it right now? You can't go anywhere. So go ahead and share this episode on Instagram or Facebook. Tag us at Frugal Friends Podcast. And in June, we'll do a drawing for $10 Amazon gift cards. We're going to give one away for every five tags and reviews we get. Mm. So definitely keep leaving us reviews on iTunes and Stitcher because that is another way to enter into this drawing. Send us a screenshot of your review to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com 
Also tag us on social. All these ways are ways to enter into our $10 Amazon gift card drawing. Yes. So until next week, when I will be a little older. And a little wiser. A little wiser. Not a lot, just a little. Just a little. See you then. A little more funny. A little. Maybe. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriani. Um, I'm expecting you to be funnier. That's a lot of pressure. Okay. Well, what are your hopes for 31? I would like to be a more involved mother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like like that's what somebody says who has like five kids and they're all like involved in sports. You've got, you've got a one-year-old. What does that mean? Well, I feel like the first year was just keeping him alive. And now he's like an actual small child that I can do stuff with and he knows who I am. And like, (laughs) so now it's worth being involved. (laughs) Is that bad? No. Yeah. um, No, it's no, that's a great aspiration. What, how are you going to be involved? What are you going to do? I'm going to take him places. Okay. So that he can learn stuff and have fun experiences. Like in his first year, he didn't care about anything. Right. But now he cares about stuff like Mickey yeah. Mouse. Mm. Super into the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. But granted, that's the only show we can watch with him and like not blow our brains out. So it's the <laughs> only one we show him. Yeah. But he has good taste. Because uh-huh. uh, he, he likes it too. Good. Yeah. It's the only one that keeps his attention. And I appreciate that. Nice. I'm realizing I did not hit the record button. Like for your audio? Zoom audio for me too. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education selection and value like diamonds direct your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at diamonds direct won't last long details at diamondsdirect.com your new home journey starts at fisher homes where everything is red white and new explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the lifestyle design center are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead fisher homes has options for those too fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings